Hello, beloved family and friends. Welcome to Poems, Psalms, Stories, Readings, and Scripture Readings here at Heart to Heart with Alicia. Today, I'm going to read to you some powerful quotes and principles. They're notes I took under the teaching of Dr. Miles Monroe. And I've entitled this message, Your Thoughts Are You. Number one, it's not what you are that holds you back. It's what you think you are not. Again, it's not what you are that holds you back. It's what you think you are not. Beloved, what are you thinking about yourself that's holding you back? What are you thinking you're not smart enough to do? Are you not talented enough to do? Or you're not pretty enough to do? What are you thinking that you aren't good enough or talented enough or smart enough to do? I will read this quote again. It is not what you are that holds you back. It's what you think you are not. Number two. You cannot always control your circumstances, but you can always control your own thoughts. You cannot always control your circumstances, but you can always control your own thoughts. Sometimes we let our thoughts run wild. They just run wild, you know, and we don't do anything about it. And before you know it, we're angry about something we were thinking or we're saying something mean that we were thinking because remember, words are just thoughts given power. Thoughts given life when you, when you speak. We can control our own thoughts. You know, it's work. Many times a day I have to go, I rebuke that thought. That's not my thought. And I know it didn't come from you, Heavenly Father. So it came from the pit of hell. And I re rebuke it and I resist it. And I cast it into outer darkness. I may have to do that seven times a day. Because remember, beloved, the battlefield is our minds. And the battle is for our minds. It's for your mind. So again, I say, you cannot always control circumstances, but you can always control 
your own thoughts. Number three, nothing changes until your mind changes. Nothing changes until your mind changes. Beloved family and friends, I don't care who tells you, I believe you can do it. I believe in you. You can win that race. Or you can get that position. You can, you can get that promotion. If you don't believe it in your mind, mind you still believe you cannot. You haven't changed your mind to believe you can do it. It's not going to happen. Until you change your mind that you are good enough. Until you change your mind that you are just here for, for no reason. You have no importance in this life, which is a lie from the pit of hell. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be down and discouraged. You must change your mind. Change your way of thinking. Remember, your thoughts, how you think of yourself, that's what you are or what you become. So I'll say to you again, nothing changes until your mind changes. Number four. Information does not bring transformation. Conversion does. Information does not bring transformation. Conversion does. Beloved, so many people have repeated the sinner's prayer, said what someone else told them to say, not saying what was in their heart, and then they got baptized, which is really immersed. But nothing changed. You got the information that says, say these words, you know, ask, ask the Father, ask the Savior to forgive you of your sins and ask him to come into your heart. Now they give you this information that you must do, so you do it. And after you do that, you said what they told you to say, but nothing changed inside of you. And you got in the water to be immersed, to baptize. But you, you came up the same person living the same life. So all you did was get wet and just repeat what someone else told you to do. Again, I say, information does not bring transformation. Conversion does.
number five. The teaching of the word brings revelation, but the transfer of the spirit of the word brings transformation. The teaching of the word brings revelation, but the transfer of the spirit of the word brings transformation. Yes, beloved, words have spirits. It's written in the scripture. Words are spirits. You can say, you can read from the Bible. I hear many say, I read Bible. They read from the Bible. They're words. They're just ink on a page. If you haven't let the spirit of that word, the anointing of that word go into you, it's just as if you were reading a comic book or a love story or the daily news. The teaching of the word brings revelation. Mm -hmm. You can learn something and be informed. You can be informed, but the transfer of the spirit of the word is what brings transformation. See, revelation, you know, you can get things revealed to you and it still doesn't change you or doesn't change things. But when you get the spirit of that word, the true meaning of that word, you feel it. That can bring transformation. And, and as an example, I read many times and heard preached, um, they who love me obey my commandments. But I read it and I heard it. It didn't really, it didn't sink in. It didn't really mean much. It didn't mean what it, what it was supposed to. And then one particular time, I guess maybe the closer I got to him, I read that same scripture, they who love me obey my commandments. Oh, and beloved, I, I, it is like I felt, I got a punch in the stomach and I went, and I wept. I was so sorrowful because I realized I did not love him enough because I was not obeying his commandment. So I got the revelation of the words, they who who love me, obey my commandments. You know, of course, I know what that means. I have good sense, you know, I have brains. But I didn't let the spirit of those words into my heart, and which is my mind, my soul, to transform me. But when it did, it brought transformation. I changed, and I take that serious, seriously. And I love him. And I show him that I love him by obeying his commandments to the best of my ability. Of course, we make we may make a mistake and get you know get angry, say the wrong thing. You rep I repent right away, but I obey his commandments. I do not live in sin. I walked away from my sin because I knew that would mean I didn't love him. I'm going to read that one one more time. This one will be four times. The teaching of the word brings revelation, but the transfer of the spirit of the word brings transformation.
Number six. As a man thinks in his heart, that's the man. As a man thinks in his heart, that's the man. Or, as a person thinks in his or her heart, who and what he or she is, so is that person. As a person in his or her heart, as a person thinks, excuse me, in his or her heart, who and what he or she is, so is the person. In other words, that is who and what they are, what they've become, what they think in their heart. As a man thinks in his heart, that's the man. As a person thinks in his or her heart, who and what he or she is, so is the person. In other words, that is who and what they are. That's what they've become. Be mindful and prayerful of what you think in your heart. And remember, the heart is not the muscle in your chest. Scripture means your mind. Your heart is your mind. You have two hearts, which is two minds. Your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is like in your brain. is, you know, I say on the top in your head. But your subconscious mind is in your soul. When it's in your subconscious, that's how. That's when you remember it. You think of it over and over. You can forget something in your conscious mind easily. What do you think? And who you think you are? That's that's what and who you are. If you think you're a loser. If you call yourself a loser, because that's what you've heard others say about you or to you, but you've taken it to be your own, and that's what you are. Not because you are a loser, it's because you've allowed yourself to become that loser. Remember, as a man thinks in his heart, that's the man. Or, as a person thinks in his or her heart, who and what he or she is, so is the person. In other words, that is who and what they are, because that's what they've allowed themselves to become. Number seven. You are the sum total of all you have been conditioned to think. No more, no less. You are the sum total 
of all you've been conditioned to think. No more, no less. Beloved, if you tell a child, you're smart, you can do anything you set your mind to do. And they hear this old girl all through their life growing up. Oh, if you can't figure, you don't, you don't know how to do it now, you can figure it out. And they will start thinking that way. You're conditioning them to think that way positive. But so many parents make the mistake of this. You're no good. You're just like your father. You'll never amount to anything. Just like your father. You know, because they've had some kind of harsh divorce, bad relationship, and they're putting it on their son and their children. You are conditioning that child to become exactly what you're saying. You are prophesying into their lives, conditioning them. I remember when I was a little girl, my mother told me that I was going to be a liar like my father. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand that. She would say, you know, you know, sometimes you, a child sneaks a cookie and say, did you get a cookie? No, but you got crumbs on your face. <laughs> you know, but when she said that and she would say that more over and over, and uh, you know, it conditioned me. What did I do? I became a liar as a young child growing up. Yeah, I did. You know, I figured, well, she's a grown up. She knows. She didn't realize she was shaping me into something that I was not supposed to be. Because you are the sum total of all you have been conditioned to think. No more, no less. And as I grew up, I conditioned myself. I said, if I can see it, I can teach myself to do it. If I can think it and envision it, I can do it. And I was able to do just that. I taught myself to dance. I remember my mother at that time couldn't afford, uh, before she remarried, I, she couldn't afford for me to take dance lessons, lessons. So I would go and just sit and watch a dance class and the teacher would let me look. One day she invited me to just sit in with the class. I was had it better than all the other students that were taking the lesson. I watched. I looked and I taught myself. I, I didn't know what it was then, but I had photographic memory. I could go back home and replay everything I saw. And I could slow it down in slow motion and teach myself what I saw. I didn't know what it was then. I wish I had known and somebody could have really you know, pushed me to excel in that. But yeah, and I became a great dancer. I used to teach my high school dance teacher dance after school. She was in ballet, and that's, that's what she knew. All she knew, but I did modern and jazz and African. I became what the sum total of what I conditioned myself to think. Oh, and by the way, I, as I grew up, I, 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 I left the liarship. I'm not a liar. I hate lies. And I can spot a liar a mile away because I used to be one. So remember, parents, I'll say that one more time. I'll say it this way. Your children are the sum total of all they've been conditioned to think. No more, no less. Or your wife 
or your husband are the sum total of all they've been conditioned to think. No more, no less. What are you saying to your husband? What are you saying to your wife? Think about it. Number eight. Belief does not guarantee conviction. Because you can believe something does not mean it convicts you. You don't change until conviction takes place. Belief does not guarantee conviction. Because you believe something does not mean it convicts you. You don't change until conviction takes place. Here are a few things I wrote down. A. How many times have you agreed with something you should do, but did not do it? How many times have you agreed with something you should do? So, yeah, I know that's the right thing to do. I should do it. But you did not do it. Or B. How many times have you said to yourself, that's true, but did not do anything about it? You believed it because it was true, but you were not to the point of conviction where it caused, caused you to act, to make a change. And let me read that again. How many times have you said to yourself, that's true, but did not do anything about it? You believed, you believed it because it was true, but you were not to the point of conviction where it caused you to act, to make a change. Here's a scenario, an example I, I, I liked, so I want to share it with you. I kind of made my own changes on this. See how the mind works. Three men were laying bricks. The first man was asked, what are you doing? His reply was, I'm laying brick. Then the second man was asked, what are you doing? His response was, I'm laying brick for 10 lousy dollars an hour. Now the third man was also asked, what are you doing? Now, this is the same project but three different men doing the same work. His response was, I'm helping to build a house of prayer for my Father, Almighty Yah. You see that? The first one, he was only doing what he saw he was doing. I'm laying brick. That's all he could see. He, he, his imagination didn't go any farther. I'm just laying brick. The second person couldn't go Past the money he was making, he thought, this little bit of money I'm making, $10 an hour for laying brick all day? 
10 lousy dollars. But the third man envisioned, he's like, whoa. He, he, was, he did like the father. He saw the finished product, product in his mind, even though he was just laying the foundation, the brick. He said, I'm helping to build a house, a beautiful house of prayer for my father, Almighty Yah. Now, some of you may say, Almighty God. But I say, Almighty Yah. Now, you see that? Three, the same project, three different men, three different ways of looking at it. So, again, I say, belief does not guarantee conviction. Because you believe something does not mean it convicts you. You don't change until conviction takes place. If you don't believe your sin is sin, you're going to keep doing it over and over and over. If you don't think what you're doing, the sin you're doing, will keep you out of paradise or you want to call it heaven and send you into Sheol, into outer darkness or to hell, you're going to continue to do it until you're convicted, until conviction takes place. You're not going to change the way you talk to your children or your spouse or even your friends or your employees if you're a bad mouth boss until Conviction takes place when you can really see and know what you're doing to people. There are a lot of people that are abusers, but don't realize they're abusers. They're abusers with what they say and what they say and how they say to people, and they are destroying lives because they go on with their lives and they don't think anything more of what they said to that person, what they said to that child. Why are you like this? They don't understand it. But what were you saying to that child all the time they were growing up? Or what were you saying to your wife the whole whole time you were married or your husband? Or if you're a teacher, what were you saying to those students or to that student? Teachers have have a big part in it as well. There was a teacher that discouraged me from going to a school I should have gone to. I should have gone to, she she made me feel like I couldn't do it. And I didn't go. And it was so, I ended up meeting up with the, with the teachers, the heads at school. And it was a, it was a, uh, also a big performing arts. And they were saying, why weren't you here? Everybody in that school went to Broadway after and different, I mean, that's, I belonged. I was supposed to go there. I ended up working with the director and the, mu- the music director and the producers and the, all of those people that were at that school. And they all asked me the same thing. Why didn't you come to the school? It was because a teacher, I forgot her name. It's a good idea because I don't need to say it, discouraged me and made me think I couldn't do it. So... But I allowed her to let me make me think that. Don't allow anybody to make you think anything. You go to the Father. 
and let him tell you who you are and what you are. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are the lender and not the borrower. You are the apple of his eye. You are his prized possession. You are his workmanship. You are his vessel. You are his child. And he loves you. So, back to the topic. Your thoughts are you. So we're going to we're going to watch what we think, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to watch our thoughts. I'm going to prepare to, to play a song for you, beloved. So I think what I'll do is say my farewell to you now before I play the song. It's a very short song, but and it's high energy, okay? I want you to Remember that you are who and what. Your Heavenly Father, Yahuwah Aluah, or to you you may say the Lord, your God, has made you no one else. And you are great. You are the apple of his eye. You are more than a conqueror through him who loves you. So watch. What do you think? Remember, you are the sum total of what you think. You better think. You better think. Think about it. What are you going to do? It's all up to you. Yes, it is. Think about it. Think about it, think about it, what are you going to do? There's going to come a time, you will have to make up your mind. Will you do what's right, or will you decide to do wrong? Think about it, but don't think too long. Your mama said stay home, daddy said do your homework. Your friends say let's go out, you better think about it. What you're going to do? Will you do what's right? Or will you decide to do wrong? Think about it. But baby, don't think too long. Think about it. Think about it. Your friends smoke cigarettes. But you don't smoke. They want you to try it. Try to. You know it's wrong. And they do too. What are you going to? What are you going to do? You better think. Think. About it, think about it, but don't think too long, cause you might end up doing something wrong. You better think, think about it. You better think, think about it. Think, think, what are you going to do? Think, think, what are you going to do? Think about it, but don't take too long. Or you end up doing something wrong. Now your friend smokes cigarettes, but you don't smoke. They want you to try it too. But you know it's wrong, and they do too. 
What are you going to do? What are you going to, what are you going to, what are you going to do? Think, think about it. You better think, think about it. Think about it, but baby, don't think about it too long. Because you might do wrong. Think about it. You better think. Mm -hmm. That's right, baby. You better think. <laughs> That's one of the songs that I would go in concert and do it at the schools. I sang all around um, Taiwan, north, south, east, and west, all over Taiwan. <laughs> the kids loved it. I would dress in my rock and roll clothes with my little guitar. Hey, all right, anyway. Okay, beloved. Until we meet again. Y'all willing, of course. Shalom. Think about it.